Well, why don't we just start it? Yeah. All right. We can start it. So, yeah. So, if you were going to make magical... Oh, the podcast. (laughs) We already finished that. Bingo. Bingo. So, if you're going to make magic balls, what would you make them out of? Unicorn dust. (laughs) See, I would want something that was koof-koof. Okay, I know what koof koof is, but you're gonna have to explain what koof koof is to the audience. Koof koof is, you know, like when you see cute little animals, fuzzy little butts, funny, you know, funny little faces, something cute and furry, and koof koof. And you gotta say it like that. I think that was the first thing that you said that was sort of an inside joke or inside knowledge, really, was your koof koof thing yeah i well i like koof koof and that was i guess that was the first time i introduced you to my girly side your girly side the baby talk the minion talk it's not even really baby talk it's minion talk yeah it's minion talk but it's a it's a language that nobody understands but you and (laughs) i I guess now (laughs) well i guess my godparents get it now because i talk like that a lot but you know for the most part it's just you I love it when it's just us. You love to be pet? Whatever. Whatever you hear. <laughs> What's the topic today, baby? Today is I married an empath. Okay, so I married an empath. Yes, I did. Very much. When Not did only you an realize? empath, but a student of body language. So sort of a, I don't want to say a double whammy, like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But uh, just a, a double Double whammy in a good way. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. You you married into the esoteric world. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I don't think your first wife was very intuitive. Oh God, no! It was all about her. No, for me, I'm a well. I think we've established in previous episodes. I'm a computer nerd. I'm a tech geek. I'm a project manager. I like things on time when they're supposed to happen. Everything in order, everything in process, everything very logical. Efficiency. Efficiency. That's like... That's, Productivity. That has been my life. But you know, one thing I will say, one word that I use to describe you over and over to people. Big? Well, <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. That's just an appeal to my ego, everybody. <laughs> no, it's not. No, that's a whole nother episode. That's what that is. He blocks out the sun. Anyway, you were saying. So I was saying, wait, what was I saying? I'm stuck on that now. Oh, yes. One, one that's word that. That's another episode too. I'm stuck on this. Dude, did you see that bingo card we just did? Oh that was my gosh. Six squares, y'all. Six squares, all diagonal. Yeah. She would have had a bingo today. I even had the free space checked. Check. <laughs> I'm looking forward to going to Vegas. You know why? Why? Because we're going to play 2 a.m. bingo. (laughs) We're going to go someplace that the locals go on a Sunday night at 2 a.m. And they're going to have the $1,000 coverall bingo. Nice. That's what, when I was 21 and I had a hard time making rent, Mm -hmm. that's what I did. I went and played bingo at like midnight, 2 a.m., and won the $1,000 coverall and paid my bills and had money left over. I love it. I'm in. I'll have to tell you about my winnings when we get back. Our guests are going to be fast asleep at least four hours before that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You think they'll make the early bird like breakfast in the morning? (laughs) They'll be like knocking on our door going, hey! It's early bird, 99 cent breakfast. We were up till 6 a.m. winning bingo. Go away. I got bingo. <laughs> so, okay. All right. The, I married an empath. Okay. So the one word that I would use to describe you. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with sex except for maybe the aftershock is 
joyful. You oh. are the most joyful person I have ever been around. And as an empath, I can't tell you the value of being around somebody who is organically joyful like you are. It makes me um <laughs> at that vibration of, oh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I think, and I want to talk about an empath and what that means and the different definitions. I, I think by joyful for me, what that is, I think that harkens back to my atheism because atheists believe that because there is no afterlife mm -hmm. to quote somebody and forgive me i forget who said it um live every day as if it were your last because one day you'll be right mm -hmm. uh, so i think atheists take that to heart because they know that or they suspect anyway i mean agnostic atheists that you need to live for now because now is what you have and i think that's what you pick up as joyful well, i enjoy every day you have taught me that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're together is mm -hmm. because I like to say that I live in the now and I do on many levels, you know, being a body worker, being a wife, being a friend, a daughter, you know, whatever you live in the now because life happens now, mm -hmm. but it's the non now where you really have to focus on what's important. Yeah. Right. Right. It's all the daily chores, the daily responsibilities, the daily have-tos, shoulda, woulda, coulda, dealing mm -hmm. with clients, bosses, any of the outside realm. To be in the now and to be able to enjoy that and to get some kind of pleasure out of it, that's, to me, a blessing. I think that's why I love the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm -hmm. And I know you didn't I want to watch. No, I want to watch it again. Okay. I want to watch it again. Because there were some strange parts, like the hot dogs for fingers and a couple other things. Like, yeah, okay. But how many how many dreams have you had yeah. where there was shit that didn't make <laughs> yeah. sense, and you're like, I don't know where this came from, but I'm flying in my dream, really. But I really did identify with, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, Ki Hai Kwan, I think is mm -hmm. what his name is. Short round from Indiana Jones and what's his name from Goonies, the husband mm -hmm. in the movie. I really identified with him because he found happiness in the everyday stuff and that was his what they said in the movie that was his way of fighting yeah and I love that that resonates with me a lot that's how you fight that's your faith mm -hmm. right yeah that's what I'll your faith is that. yeah that's what my faith is all right so empathy empath mm -hmm. there's different kinds it's funny because I didn't what I do what I am Mm -hmm. I resonate with on a cellular level. I didn't know that when I started doing research that there were so many different kinds of empaths. Okay. In my opinion, everybody's born an empath. You're born an empath because when you're birthed, you look to your you look to your parents. <laughs> That's and an awkward awkward word. Birthed. birthed. <laughs> right. Well, it's like you... judicious. You can't say it without sounding drunk. <laughs> birthed right you can't say it without something like burp yeah exactly right. it sounds so, like a bodily function <laughs> so when you're birthed so when you're birthed you looked to whoever is your caregiver for signs you sense things that's how you've been developing right mm -hmm. so you rely on their facial expressions you rely on the way they pick you up you know those subtle things so we're all 
impasse at birth. And then life hits, like those responsibilities. You have the responsibility to be quiet when you need to be quiet. You need to tell somebody that you're hungry when you're hungry. You need to take care of your siblings when you need to take care of your siblings. The Logical Song by Supertramp comes, comes to mind. How you The song is about how you start in this world all wide-eyed, full of wonderment and mm-hmm. amazement. Mm-hmm. And then... As you grow up, you have all these responsibilities and life gets you down Mm -hmm. and you feel responsible for everything. Well, you think about our childhood and we grew up playing with Barbies, watching cartoons, Mm -hmm. you know, in a world of make-believe because you had to. We didn't grow up with the internet. We didn't grow up with instant gratification. Instant gratification back (laughs) when we were young was if you wanted a sword... That's when we were older, but when we were elementary, if you want a sword, you go pick a stick and that's your sword. That's your sword. You pretend. You pretend. You use your imagination. Right, right. So empaths are very creative, but... I get that from you. (laughs) Life gets uncreative. It does. Because you depend on it for your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Your lifestyle, we were taught, was not a creative thing. It was something that you had to do in order to maintain responsibility, which, which is was, where I, which is what I fell into. Exactly, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think with me believing in magic, it allows you to kind of be more whimsical about your lifestyle and gypsy-like in your dreams, mm-hmm. right? And with you. It gets me back to the now because I'm I'm all out there in dreamland, right? I'm an Aquarius. I'm glad you said it. I am. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> I'm here for humanity. I'm going to kumbaya the whole entire planet, mm-hmm. right? But you are, okay, this is the here. This is the now. What are we dealing with? Mm-hmm. And you make that moment so much better for me mm. daily. And that's why I love being with you. And empaths, I think that everybody's born an empath. And depending on who you connect with and what your level of responsibility and your perspective on that deems if you're going to feed the empath or if you're going to feed the mule. And the mule is the lifestyle. Did you life- call me a mule? No. <laughs> I called lifestyle a mule. Okay. It is. And in that movie, everything... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes, that one. In that movie, I, I got the concept. I, mm-hmm. I really got the concept. Especially, I had identified with her a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you have the ailing parents, you've got the husband, you've got the business, you've got all of that. But you're still supposed to be in this moment. Yeah. And that doesn't lend well. But being an empath, if you stick to that and you hold on to the intuitive abilities, it gives you better coping skills to get through the now. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to find somebody that wherever you're innies are they will have outies <laughs> and, and life is great and that's where we're at so what does being an empath mean so when you meet somebody new as mm-hmm. you often do through your job you meet mm-hmm. somebody new and you spend an hour with them mm-hmm. how does being an empath affect that hour somebody new they just came in to see you for a massage how does being an empath affect you for that hour? It depends. It depends on their energy because I come into it at a zero balance. It's kind of like the weather, you know, it, the degrees, you're at zero. And depending on where they're coming in, if they're in pain, if they've got emotional issues that they're dealing with, they've got spiritual issues that they're dealing with, worries, fears, anxiety, 
anger, Mm -hmm. those things I pick up on very quickly. Everybody does. But then it's the subtle things that they don't say, that you read in their body language, that you read between the lines of what they're saying. And then when I lay hands on them, I can actually feel Mm -hmm. what they're going through. So it's, it's a process of trying to navigate through what they're going through, letting them know that how they feel matters and getting them to feel better about where they're at. And that's kind of a summation about where you and I come from, right? So let's talk about that. How does being an empath help you date or find the right person? That took a lot of skill and a long time. I mean, I would say I probably didn't get the hang of it until right before we met. Really? Yeah. Things clicked. It's like that movie Mm -hmm. when you realize where you are, the powers that you have in order to construct your own future. It's all about decisions and it's all about perspectives. A positive perspective will breed a positive outcome depending on positive action. So it all has to be positive. But you don't learn the difference between positive and negative until you go through all the negative. Because as a human, I don't think we're not designed to want to be in the shit soup all the time. <laughs> the poop soup. The is poop a, soup. You, you want to be in the, you know, the fast lane going... Mm-hmm. I'm successful, I've got a beautiful relationship, my kids are beautiful, everything's good, and you want to live in that moment, but you don't really know how. Mm-hmm. We're not designed and we're not conditioned who how. We're conditioned to responsibilities, mm-hmm. obligations, yeah. shame, guilt, you know, you shouldn't have happiness any more than anybody else, right? You should go to work just like everybody else. Right. You know, you've been dating this person for a certain length of time. What's the next step? Nobody ever taught us sex ed, emotional sex ed. It was kind of like, this is how you put a condom on. This is Don't get pregnant. what happens and how you do it. Right. Yeah. Don't get pregnant. Watch this film. Logical. Right. And responsible. Sterile. Responsible. Responsible. It was, it was the educational system that, I don't know about you, but my parents, my mom did talk about sex education a little bit <laughs> but it was very cryptic you know my mom never did my dad mom never but it was it was left to the educational institution to teach us about sex mm-hmm. so it's no wonder that we think about sex in a very logical way mm-hmm. we don't feel we think i remember when i was in uh it was sixth grade is when i had sex ed i remember the teacher talking about ejaculation and i knew nothing about sex hadn't masturbated at this point i knew nothing right teacher was talking about ejaculation and that's what happens when you have sex and me being completely naive raised my hand i had a question did you really yeah so everybody's like jay's gonna ask a question so i i raised my hand and the teacher calls on me and i said can you ejaculate without having sex? <laughs> I did. I did. Obviously. So the teacher had to go into the whole masturbation talk in front of sixth graders. Did you know what you were asking? Or was no, that just an No, it was a legitimate question. Like, I didn't even know Did you know get about high fives after class? Thanks for making him talk about it. That's <laughs> no. awesome. Was it a female t- teacher? No. I, you know, there were probably kids in that class that were laughing. Like, oh my God, he doesn't know. How old are you? Sixth grade, that would have been... 11, 12. 11? That's about right. Yeah. So <laughs> there were probably kids, oh my God, he doesn't know. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I didn't... I feel... Looking back though, I feel bad for that teacher. I really do. Like, oh my God, how do I answer this You know, I kind of feel bad for her too. I feel bad... Okay, so the guy that taught... It was sixth grade. It was my math 
slash science teacher because by then they had already started piling up responsibilities on one teacher for two classes, right? <laughs> yeah. If you can teach math, you can teach science, damn it. So, it's all STEM. Right. And it's funny. His last name was Vice, which is <laughs> hilarious now, right? But First name Miami. Yeah. Back then... He was teaching the best he could. I can't even imagine a a man in his late 30s, early 40s, back then teaching sex ed to a bunch of 11-year-olds. He got accused of being inappropriate. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what was said or what the charges were or whatever, but I'm sure that was an onslaught for him. I'm sure. But it also, I think, reinforced... If you say something, then it's true, regardless mm, if it is or not. Especially back then. And so for me, it was kind of like there was a whole negative connotation about the education of sex. Mm. I certainly didn't hear about it from my parents and the respect that they were coming from a happy marriage and this is what it is and it's okay and mm-hmm. and all of that. I didn't, I didn't get that lesson. But being married to you, I have learned that lesson, mm. even at this age. And it feels glorious. So to go back to your question about being involved with an empath, it took me a long time to see where I needed to be because I had to feel it first. And I think if we lose touch with the way we feel about people, places, and things, which are normally called nouns, (laughs) don't ask me what an adverb is right now, but if we take, knowingly. We, take, we take a moment and we think about how those things make us feel. Those people in our lives, those things in our lives, those places in our lives. If we look at that and we take a moment to feel it, that will navigate you to where you're always feeling good. Because if you take that next step to do what feels good, it'll continue, it'll continue, and mm-hmm. it'll continue, especially if it's positive. Now, you might have somebody that has a negative expression anger, jealousy, rage, whatever. That's kind of like the pre-ejaculate. Yeah, that's like the guy that can't hold it in anymore. He's just got to get rid of it and go on. And that's usually what an empath would view a catastrophe. You know, when you see these, I don't want to get into politics, but when Mm -hmm. you see violence, when you see issues like at schools, like school shootings, rapes, you know, those types of things, those are negative emotions being played out. What I love about our relationship is that we continue to choose the positive actions of our inspired emotions that are positive. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me, but I know you. Well, there's there's a <laughs> lot of different empaths. And I learned this just doing some research. One of the things about empaths that I will say I've gone out to dinner or lunch with my godmother and some other people. They'll be engaged in a conversation, and I'm picking up on a conversation on the other side of the room. Not that I can hear it, but I can see it in their body language. And feel it. And feel it. Going into crowds is a big thing for me. I've noticed lately, especially since 2020, I don't go out of the house much. Mm-hmm. It's very isolated things, and it's usually one-on-one. If we go someplace public, I'm usually hanging on to you for dear life. <laughs> Please don't leave me. And it's not that I'm scared. It's just it's an overwhelming barrage of emotions mm-hmm. that when you get to a point where you can delineate between your feelings and emotions and somebody else's, 
you just don't want to be around people. Mm -hmm. But you are that thing that always brings me back to ground zero. When I touch people, I can feel what they feel. When I go out into public, I can feel what they feel. Not all of it's good. Not all of it's bad. Does it extend beyond people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dogs, cats, Mm -hmm. animals, nature, plants, even the weather. You can Mm -hmm. feel that transferring of energy. I think that's really all we are, is a transferring of energy. Does it help you during sex or foreplay? Yes. How so? Well, <laughs> what are you doing in an interview I here? Know, well, I, I'm, I kind of know. But at the same time, I mean, the, the episode is about empathy. So well, we're explaining it to I people. I think that you have to tune in to who you're with and your environment. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what empaths do. We soak up our environment. That's one of the reasons why I love to create a harmonious environment. We've got fountains. We've got plants. We've got mm-hmm. animals. We've got light. We've got music. We've got beautiful colors. And, you know, I like to appeal to all of our senses, but that's what empaths do. They want mm-hmm. you to feel better because how you feel matters. Just like words matter, mm-hmm. all these esoteric things that have been floating around for the last 10, 15 years. It's true. It matters. I like the fact that this up and coming generation will mm-hmm. be more meta because I think it's necessary in yeah. order for us to get to a peaceful environment, especially in our homes and our relationships. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear violence, right? Right. They want to hear about gumdrop bingo. <laughs> gumdrop bingo. So is that a yes, that it, it helps you with foreplay and sex? <laughs> that was the question. That was the question. Yes. So. See, this is how I bring you back. Thank you. See? <laughs> the perfect example. Perfect You talk example. about feelings and stuff and I bring you back. You bring me back because yes. I'm out here playing gumdrop bingo. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's tapping in at Being in tune, in sync. You know how it is when we're in sync and when we're not in sync. Yeah. It feels completely alien. Mm -hmm. It does. When we're out of sync, it feels very strange. Mm -hmm. We have a dance in the kitchen and (laughs) not like a dance like you're thinking of. We can move in the kitchen and never touch each other and cook a meal that comes out spectacular timing wise, Mm -hmm. flavor wise. This is a plug for we'll be adding recipes to our jkpassion.com website. At some point, that will be another blog entirely. That's why it's jkpassion.com instead of jkforeplay.com. That's just one thing that we do, and we plan on doing many other things because, like we've said, we want to create a community. Yeah, many facets, right? Mm -hmm. Many facets of our passion. What makes us us? Food, music, Mm -hmm. events different experiences, those are the things that make us passionate about life. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people to to follow their passion. There's something on my wall, a plaque on my wall that my godmother gave me that says, whatever feels good to the soul, do that and do it in a positive way. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Because it's all about choice. And if you don't, then you're going to have to live with the consequences of whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Because other people in this life are making the choice to do whatever it is in the positive. And that, in the end, will win. Right. So I will say, living with an empath, I married an empath. So you married an empath. Yes, I did. Yes. And I will say that living with one is incredibly insightful. It helps me examine who I am inside and what my feelings are. Because my feelings, I think as a man, as a person that's been logical his whole life and organized and structured his whole life, it really gives me a lot of insight on my emotions and makes me self-reflect a lot more. Having said that, not everybody is 100% right all the time. 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I interrupted you, but I just want to say, reflect back to the bingo card. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Having said that, nobody's 100% right all the time. There mm-hmm. are times where Kay looks at me and says, what's wrong? And there's nothing wrong. I don't know how to react to that because she's picking up on something. I know I, I don't discredit the fact that she's picking up on something and wondering what's wrong. The other problem I have is you're a student of body language. Mm-hmm. My face freezes at that point. Like, I don't even know what to look like right now to let her know that nothing's wrong. Like, I, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I may as well just curl up into fetal position on the kitchen floor. Oh, <laughs> <At that point. laughs> I never want to make you feel wrong. like that. I know. I know, but you have to admit that an even Air Force radar picks mm-hmm. up on a flock of birds instead of a B-52 once in a oh, while. Oh, yeah. You know, so... But in, in that, yes, not everybody is right all the time. But I have to also say that being in the line that, of work that I'm in, mm-hmm. being able to lay hands on you and being as close as you and I are, that I'm going to pick up on things that you might not even be consciously aware of. Very true. Because Mm -hmm. even the stuff that's transpired today through work that I'm hearing about, Mm -hmm. I think that I picked up on this vibe yesterday, what you're going through today. Hmm. And that's that's how I view it, that you might not be feeling, I can feel what's coming. Mm -hmm. What's wrong? Tell me, talk to me, work through this. Did you just say I can feel what's coming? I I did. I most certainly can, and I can almost plop it in like squares in order to win a prize. So I'm just saying, that's how well we I We have to you. come up with come drop bingo. We have to create it's a blanket. It's hilarious. Yeah. If you're doing it right, it's hilarious. <laughs> That'll be our legacy. What did your dad create? Oh, let me tell you. Come drop bingo. <laughs> that's your dad? Yeah. But there has to be rules, like you can't give a blowjob and hold it in your mouth, and then no, it you know, has bloop, 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 no, it has to be do it in a line. Yeah, that's true. It has to be a southern any a southern any something southern hemisphere. The, has waist, to, the waist below the is waist that what you're down. Saying? Yeah, anything below the southern hemisphere has to hold the drop. <laughs> then you can drop it in whatever hole. Whatever spot you're so inclined. If you can control that, you do need a t-shirt. We will we will give you a t-shirt for that one. I'm dropping That's a, a prize. <laughs> well, instead of winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's got to be like winner, winner, gum dinner. I don't know. A smoothie dinner? <laughs> Protein shake. Okay, so there's there's a bunch of different types yes. of empaths that different I'm not empaths. I'm not gonna go through. You guys do your research if you're interested. I'm not gonna bore well, you with tell the them details. Which website you're looking at? There's multiple. That's the okay. thing. We're out there now mm-hmm. on the internet. Neither one of us have really ever wanted to make a connection on the internet because we just yeah you know, social media yeah social not, media not huge social media people. We're on there now because obviously we want to promote this and we want to get people to listen. But that's but that's, sort of reluctantly. But you know what though? <laughs> that's not why I want to. No. No, I am putting out this broadcast, and I think this has always been my intention. I want to make connections with like-minded people. 
I want to make the bubble that we're in as far as being joyful and happy and positive choices and positive thinking. That's where I want to be. I want to be in that environment. And so if I can reach out to anybody else out there that wants to be positive, that doesn't want to live with judgment, that doesn't want to live with shame, that doesn't want to live with guilt, that doesn't want to live with the heaviness that we have created or been conditioned to that really just wants to live authentically, organically in the positive best of whatever we have with each other, that's who I want to connect with. Hmm. You want that community. I do. I want that community of people who want to feel good and understand that feelings matter and words matter and actions matter. And we have to take responsibility for our actions. Yes, please. Yes. And the empaths out there, I think, will help bring this all together. So it's all about intention. I would love to meet, you know, a bunch of people around this country that feel the same way that I do, that live a lifestyle that suits their soul. And Mm -hmm. it's in a positive realm, not only for them, but for everybody. That's the world I want to live in. So I want to hear from people like that. So I have a story when it comes to owning your intention. We were at a museum the other day, and I haven't even told you the story yet because I was actually saving it for the podcast. Oh, you sneaky (laughs) peeky. We were at a museum the other day, and in a lot of museums, they have those gravity wells, right? You you drop a quarter down the gravity well, it spins around Mm -hmm. and eventually gets down to the middle and it spins really, really fast, and then it goes down the hole. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) You said hole. In front of us, there was these parents with a child who didn't have any change. That's normal, right? People don't carry a lot of cash on them anymore. They don't have a lot of change on them anymore. So you don't see these gravity wells being used all the time. I know when I was a kid, you would see them being used a lot. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think anything of it at the time. Later, we were at the gift shop. That same couple was down there. The mother asked for change for the, the gravity well. Are you kidding me? Well, that's good, but this isn't actually a great story. (laughs) And the the clerk, the cashier behind the counter said, well, we don't give out change. You have to to purchase something, which is fairly normal. Mm -hmm. That mom went off, not on the cashier, but to the child saying, this is how they get you. They put these things there so that you have to go to the, the gift shop and buy something. Rather than take responsibility for not having any change on them, she told this four or five-year-old kid what a conspiracy it was to have this gift shop that says you have to buy something. That makes me sad. makes me sad for the child. It makes me sad for society because we're so used to instant gratification and that if things work against us, it's a conspiracy. Like those are the instant two things that we go to. What I love about you, tying this back to empathy, what I love about you is you've taught me to look within and figure out, is this my hang up or is this beyond my control? External. Yeah. Yeah. So if it had been me in a similar position, I would have thought to myself, oh, I didn't bring any change. In order to get change, I've got to do this thing. Well, that's cool. I'll just buy this little pencil or eraser or button or puzzle or Or whatever and get some change. Heaven forbid you let the little kid go in there and pick something out because it's a whole experience. He's at this museum. My mom bought me a candy bar and I got to do the cool thing. There were things in there that were less than a dollar. 
So Well, at that point, it's not about the money, though, well, is it? It? Could, it could be for some people. I mean, if a gift shop, you know, if the minimum purchase was $15, yeah, I get okay. that. Okay, yeah. For some right. people, it could mm-hmm. be. But they were probably going to spend 50, 75 cents on this gravity well, right? So, I mean, they've got a dollar. Right. Should there have been a change machine next? A lot of people don't carry cash. Like, I don't carry cash. Well, okay. So, the way I look at that is on so many different levels. I do. I look at that on so many different levels, all the different people involved in that scenario, right? Mm-hmm. What they must be thinking, what they must be feeling, regardless of where they're at now mm-hmm. or what they're feeling as a whole collectively. Because the cashier could have been like, dude, not my policy. Sorry, I don't. Mm-hmm. Let me reach in them. Oh, wait, I don't have any change. I, yeah, well, that's and that's a good point. And I want to mention that is I didn't have any change. on. I didn't. Either. I would have given one. I don't I, know if I don't know if you noticed, but the people that we were with mm-hmm. that we went with, mm-hmm. she even looked in her coin purse. Right. And, that's and didn't what, have anything. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and so I understand that. But the mother's reaction it's a choice. She had a choice and she chose to go a certain way mm-hmm. because of how she was feeling yeah. about something, whether yeah. it's the collective or whether it's individual and where you picked it up from. That's what it is. And that's yeah. what she passed on. That's her legacy. Mm-hmm. Our legacy is come, drop, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. <laughs> because the only thing you can do about something, when you see something like that, you absorb it. Obviously, you absorbed it. Well, Not you only- don't absorb it. That's the whole point. You do it and drops. Come, well, and come, come drop bingo. <laughs> and okay, th- that's that's a whole different thing altogether. When you realize you can wash that off, yeah, and it was done out of love. Yeah, what she did will last with that child yes, forever. It will. That's the big thing. And and kids when they're young, they're nothing but bunch of little empaths. They're nothing but sponges. Mm-hmm. They are soaking it all up, and they're learning about how you're dealing with life. Right. So as an empath, I think that you have to continue to reflect back on your behavior and your actions and choose to do what you can, do it well, and do it for the right reasons. Do you think it's things like that that ruin empathy for kids? And what I mean by that is that child probably wasn't anywhere near that as far as thinking that, thinking Mm -hmm. that anything was a Mm -hmm. conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And probably just was upset that mom didn't have the change, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as mom offered that as the reason, mm-hmm. that child second-guessed himself like, well, I wasn't feeling that way, but now that you mention it, I should feel that way. That causes them to doubt their own empathy, their own emotions, their own feelings. And the more that the parents do that, mm-hmm. the more that the child doubts themselves and they I think it becomes more of the collective illusion. Mm, right? Yeah. That's what the collective illusion is. You go against what you sense, what you believe, what is truth to you based on how you feel about the situation, mm-hmm. based on everything that you've taken in. If you look at a human person as a cell, right? Mm-hmm. And you are conditioned, meaning you are as healthy as whatever you're taking in from your environment. If you're taking in a lot of serotonin and melatonin and great endorphins, you're going to thrive. But if you're taking in a bunch of dehydration and being overworked, stressed, cortisol, and you're taking in those types of things, what kind of cell do you think you're going to (laughs) be, right? And that's, that's where cancer comes from. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's where disease comes from. It's because it's a dis-ease. You're not feeling easy about things. I learned a very important thing about my personality when you and I got together. And that was when we go somewhere, I love it when you drive. And the reason is not because I don't want to deal with the fucking idiots. But you I, don't. But I don't. <laughs> I don't. It, I'm just going to put but that out there. But that's not the reason. That, that's not the main reason. The main reason is, it used to be the main reason. Mm-hmm. But now it's the main reason because when you drive, you are on your vibe time. And you are a lot more patient than I am. And when we are out there in the universe, mm-hmm. your vibe gels with a lot easier of an experience than mine does. Mine's like, I need to go out. I need to do this. I need. It calms to- you down. It puts everything in time. Hmm. It's a synchronization. You have more of a buffer for what's coming in from the outside world than I do. Interesting way of putting it, a buffer. Mm-hmm. You just put it in geek speak. Thank you. Well, that's what it feels like. <laughs> that's what it feels like to somebody who is an empath. Mm-hmm. You know? My buffer runs out every now and then, though. It does, but it's so <laughs> cute because that means we get to have <laughs> honey are you feeling a little uptight let's just go right in here I'll fix wait that are you, you saying that if i feel more uptight more often we get to have sex more often no but that means that i get to give to you a little bit more oh, okay. often i get to put you on my massage table oh, love that make you feel good love you know that. you can fall asleep right after a massage in there you're mm-hmm. just it's safe you feel mm-hmm. good you wake up feeling good you know if we go into the bedroom and we have a session in there of come drop bingo <laughs> You know, you feel good and you feel rewarded. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Bingo. I think that's a good place to leave it at bingo. I think so too. Bingo. So we'll let you know how we do in Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be interesting. I'll play it for all of you. But again, the reason why we're on here is because we do want to reach out to people who want to engage in a positive lifestyle going forward, a positive Mm -hmm. perspective, positive support. It doesn't matter. We're not judging. We're just accepting positive Fuck all this bad news. Right. Fuck all the people that aren't getting along. Let's laugh. Let's laugh. Let's all get along. Let's have a good time. Let's embrace everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Bingo. Bingo. Ciao for now. (laughs) Mm-hmm.